Dang it, Bobby! Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, along with Peter Griffin, Stan Smith, and a host of other classic characters are headed to the Apple Arcade in the newly released Warped Kart Racers. And there was another million dollar video game acquisition. We've got all the news about that and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Gaming News Weekly is back with another brand new episode with all the juiciest, the biggest video game news you need to know. We are the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single week, we're bringing you all the best news in the video game industry. My name is Erek Red. I am joined, as always, by Full Clip. What's the haps? Oh, you know, man, in spirit, I am great. Nature is trying to kill me. So if anybody knows this, anything wrong with my voice, that's because I'm choking on Paul and all the time. Oof, uh, but yeah. otherwise, great week. Yeah, I'm glad. Cool. Yeah, you know, otherwise you're feeling OK, though. Yeah. Despite the, the, the trees trying to murder you. Yeah, doing my best. Uh, self-medicating with monster and uh, classic. Uh, that's the key. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the, the movie The Happening? The M. Night yeah. Shyamalan yeah. joint? That might be what's happening right it's, now. Yeah. The happening is happening. Yep. Um, have you been uh, just laying low? You've been playing any games or anything? Haven't been playing a lot. Not, nothing new. Uh, played Halo a little bit. The new uh, Season 2 that just came out on, mm-hmm. the, I believe, the third. I uh, didn't get to play a lot of the new modes, though. Did you get into any of those, like the last Spartan Standing? I did. I've, I've, been, um, I've been kind of addicted to the last Spartan hmm. Standing. Um, at first it's, I, I hated it. Like the first couple of times I played it, I was like, this is dumb. I don't understand it. And then I kind of figured it out. You figure out the timing of the match and, uh, how to, you know, you upgrade anytime you, you kill people, you get points and you can upgrade your weapons and you figure out which weapons work best in which scenarios. And now I love it. Yeah. I'm really nice. into it. And also like, I'm super into trying to like complete like the weekly challenges and it seems like most of those have been last Spartan standing themed. So I've been doing that. Now I gotta I think I gotta like melee like twelve more people in last Spartan standing, which oh, yeah. you know, it's not the, the easiest. I gotta do three from behind on people, and it's like dude, that's that's a lot of work. But Yeah, did did you grab the uh not not the game pass. The battle pass? Yeah, battle pass I did. for the season. This is the first one I bought. Um but I figured I'm right there on day one. My wife's been out of town, so I've been playing it like nonstop this week. It was the perfect <laughs> opportunity to do so. Um, and then today I just got th- through one of the Game Pass perks, um, some double XP uh, things. So tonight I'm going crazy. I'm using a double nice. XP thing, and I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna play until like three in the morning. Nice. Uh, I did get into that mode where you use like a battle rifle and it's all about getting headshots. I saw you played something similar with pistols Mm -hmm. in your video. Uh, Was that the same thing? I think so. It's the tactical slayer mode where there's no shields or whatever and you just, everybody has the same gun. They just change the guns up between matches? Yeah, they do. Because then I went in and I tried one yesterday and it was just like... Sniper rifles, which I hate. Oh, nice. I'm terrible at sniper rifles. Like, well, I'm excited about like the change each time. That's yeah. Cool. Oh, it is very cool. Um, you know, it's and it's all more. It's more about skill. 
um, in these games, you know, just because everybody's the same. No shields. Everybody has the same weapon. So it's all about skill and who's getting the headshots, you know. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, enough about Halo. Let's talk about some new releases from this past week. All right, now we're gonna you're gonna sense a theme um, to our new releases uh, for this past week. First, let's talk about Loot River. This came out on May 3rd for Xbox One, Xbox X, and Xbox S and PC. Uh, basically, this was I read a quote. It was described as Diablo and Tetris had a baby. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you see the the trailer for this? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man, but it looks cool. Yeah, it's so it's like a top-down sort of hack-and-slash feel, except that you're controlling these platforms going down this river. So it's yeah. a little bit of a puzzle game at the same time. Absolutely, and yeah. And sometimes the like, terrain acts as part of your weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. Yeah, it's procedurally generated dungeon levels, and it's a, it's a roguelike. So you control this character, yeah, and like you said, you're hacking and slashing, but you have to use... Yeah, the environment to kind of find your way to best do it. It's real real time combat. Uh, you get spells and different loot from killing these people. You can level up and increase your stats. It looks really cool, and that is available on Game Pass day one. So um, it's on my list to check out. I haven't checked it out yet. There's been a you know been a lot happening. Um, another one, Trek to Yomi came out May fifth. For PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox X, S, and PC, another game on Game Pass. Now, I did check this one out. Yeah. So I played it maybe about an hour uh, today. Got through the first chapter. Now, what this is, it's a side-scrolling, completely black and white, Japanese-like samurai game. But like it's supposed to be like... A movie so there's like a film grain on it and you know it's it's like you were playing like a kurosawa movie which i absolutely love like i <laughs> love those black and white samurai movies dude they're so good um and i started playing today and i was like this now the gameplay itself is pretty simple right now i i did read that it gets a little bit harder as far as the the sword fighting and that sort of thing because right now it's just parry and then block, and then, like, you know, there's a light attack and a strong attack. But, um, I, you know, like I said, I read that it gets a little bit more detailed. And But right now, dude, I'm in heaven. Like, it is really cool. Have you, um, have you checked it out at all? Uh, I watched the trailer for it mm-hmm. earlier today, and that's sort of the perception I got. It's sort yeah. of like side-scrolling. I couldn't tell if it was, like, 2D or 2.5D. Uh, it, it, yeah, so... Depending on where you're, like, at it. So it's a, it's a solid, like, a, a standard screen, and you move about the screen. So if you go, like, hmm. upward, you know, uh, you, a lot of times it's only left and right, but then there's some where you can move within, like, you could, the foreground and the background. And then sometimes it might change, um, you know, uh, uh, view. So yeah. it's really well done, really beautiful. Um, I, de- I highly recommend it. And right now it's at a, a 75 on Metacritic. So, you know, it's up there. But yeah, definitely, that's your homework, dude. Play Trek to Yomi and report back next week. I'll have to check it out. Um, another one available 
Game Pass Day One Citizen Sleeper PC, Xbox One, X, S, and Nintendo Switch. This is a sci-fi role-playing game, but it's basically just like you're playing a board game, like you're playing a tabletop game. It's entirely narrative-driven. There's very little gameplay. And what it is, um, like it's like, a, a again, it's a, just a, a screen showing maybe like kind of a map, and there's different things that you have to do um, throughout the level. Before you start, you roll six dice, and you know you'll they're randomized, and you put those under the tasks that you want to complete. Obviously, you know the higher the dice, the better your chance for completing these tasks. So you go through, and you know you got to figure out which one's getting the. If you rolled a one, God forbid, you know you got to figure out where to put that one. What a cool idea! It really does seem like a like a board game. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but that one. Again, available day one on Game Pass. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it looked like a pretty interesting style to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You um, you play as like a sleeper. It's like um, you've sold your body to a corporation and now you live on as a, an artificial being. So, um, yeah, you, you really just you make decisions in the game and see how they play out. So, um, definitely it looks really cool, especially if you're into like sci-fi or board games, you know? And that is it for our new releases. One thing I did also want to mention, though, Fortnite, available for free right now, and you can play it on xCloud. So it's back. Technically, it's back on iOS devices, iPad, iPhone. All you need is a Microsoft account and a device, and you could play it. It's crazy. It's right through, like, dude. Yeah, that's a nice loophole. That, I mean, like, Epic is is you know, very happy they're making it work. And then uh, Xbox, Microsoft to just put it out there um, without needing a Game Pass service or Games of Gold service or anything. You can just play it. Anybody that has a phone could, could play this game. But, you know, obviously it's through the cloud, so you got to have a great internet setup mm. as well. But yeah. I feel like we'll be talking about Apple's reaction to this on next week's show. Dude. Yeah, there's nothing they could do, you know. It's it's right through their their web browser. But um yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be hurting them for sure. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> not financially, but like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. really chepping their ass as the mm-hmm. kids say. All right. That's it for our new releases from last week. Let's get into our news of the week. I guess let's just continue. We, we, we've been talking about Game Pass games only for our new releases. Yeah. So let's just keep going with the new uh, Game Pass games that were announced for May. So Loot River, Citizen Sleeper, Trek to Yomi. We talked about those. All brand new games available day one on Game Pass. Next up, Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair Anniversary Edition. Uh, is out for the console, PC, and cloud May 10th. Um, dang it, but the first one is also available on Game Pass right now. So, you know, you got to play them in order. It's a whole long story. Uh, um, yeah. Narrative yeah. driven or something like that. I saw that's like an interactive storyboard, something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. I've always wanted to start the Danganronpa games yeah. and um, I just haven't. They seem like, uh, you know, you got to be in the right the right mind space for it. Yeah. They, they seem extremely Japanese in, in style and yeah. culture and... Yeah, I played a demo of one 
And ever since then, I'm, I'm like, I gotta play these games. I gotta play these games. It's just like, you know, um, it's kind of like the Ace Attorney series and like stuff like that. I like kind of solving things and, you know, figuring things out. Um, next up, Ayudin Chronicle Rising. This is another day one release. Comes out May 10th. Console, PC, and Cloud. This is a prequel to the Ayudin Chronicle other game. He plays the same characters. I have no idea who they are or what this game is, but I know it's a role-playing game. Um, this War of Mine Final Cut also comes out May 10th. This is uh, available on console, PC, and cloud. This is a very sad uh, war game. We talked about it once before, and um, now it's available to play on Game Pass. And then NHL 22 is out May 12th, uh, console only. That's through the EA Play service. So um, if you have that or Game Pass Ultimate, that is available to you. And then we also know that um, the second half of May, they haven't been announced, but May 24th, Floppy Nights and Hard Space Shipbreaker are both available, as well as Sniper Elite 5, May 26th. Uh, oh, Pac-Man Museum Plus also coming May 27th. So those are the ones we know for um, the future offerings. And then we also know that leaving May 10th, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive edition, leaving May 15th, Enter the Gungeon, Final Fantasy X slash X2, Remnant from the Ashes, Steep, The Catch, Carp and Course, and The Wild at Heart are all leaving. So, you know, you've got another two weeks to, to play those games if you want them. Uh, and yeah, then lastly, the, oh, oh, sorry. Okay. I was looking forward to uh, San Andreas, but I was hoping that that was going to be like if and when they fixed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess think we're going to have to wait for the, next, for the next iteration. Um, and then just real quick, Games with Gold also. Uh, those games came out, and that's Yoku's Island Express, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, Viva Pinata Party Animals, and The Inner World, The Last Wind monk classic to those classic titles oh yeah um you excited for any of those uh other game pass games we mentioned uh the floppy one you said (laughs) floppy nights yeah is that based just solely on the title or do you know just just on the title okay yeah i can see i like a good floppy game now i know you do (laughs) um all right well, that's it. Keep an eye out for Floppy Nights and Dangan Rampa too. Oh yeah. All right, let's stop talking about Game Pass. Let's try to not talk about Game Pass the rest of the show since we've mentioned it so much already. Uh, um, I don't know. If- <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if it's possible either. But let's talk about another million-dollar video game acquisition. Let's talk about the Embracer Group. Have you? Did you? Were you familiar with the Embracer Group prior to the this week's news? No, not them as like the parent company, but I do know of THQ Nordic. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I, you know, knew. I knew about THQ Nordic and, um, you know, the the other bits of, of the company, but I was not familiar with Embracer Group. And we'll get to them in a second, but let's talk about what happened. So Embracer Group entered into an agreement to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. Uh, and a catalog of their IPs, including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and more than 50 back catalog games from Square Enix Holdings uh, for $300 million, dude. What a steal, right? All those games? Oh, yeah. $300 million, I'd pay. I'd pay $301 million. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's just do a quick quote from uh, the 
co-founder and CEO of Embracer Group, Lars Wingefors. They're Swedish, so, you know, that makes sense over there. Uh, we are thrilled to welcome these studios into the Embracer Group. We recognize the fantastic IP, world-class creative talent, and track record of excellence that have been demonstrated time and time again over the past decades. It has been a great pleasure meeting the leadership teams and discussing future plans for how they can realize their ambitions and become a great part of Embracer. Embracer is the best-kept secret in gaming, a massive, decentralized collection of entrepreneurs, whom, oh wait, this is, no, this is a different quote. This is from Square Enix, uh, Phil, Phil Rogers, um, talking about Embracer. It's a decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. It is the perfect fit for our ambitions. Make high-quality games with great people sustainably and grow our existing franchises to their best versions ever. Embracer allows us to forge new partnerships across all media to maximize our franchise's potential and live our dreams of making extraordinary entertainment so you know it's all happening and yeah so to be clear and, and draw a distinction here this is all of square enix's western studios that are being sold to th well embracer group uh while square enix in japan will still exist and they're holding on to their japanese ip such as uh, kingdom hearts i believe and some others yes yeah they were basically just kind of seemed to me and to a lot of people smart to the industry they're just kind of um, looking to unload some of these more burden, some uh, uh, IPs, titles. So, like, um, I mean, not Tomb Raider. I guess Tomb Raider, out of all of them, is one of the, the bigger names that has made some money, but not as much. So, like, uh, in another article I read, they were talking about the profit margins of these studios, and they were under a percent, like, as far as what they made. And I think, um, you know, part of that is problems with budget. I know Tomb Raider... Their budget was like super high, and, and I think they eventually made that back. But then you're talking about games like Marvel's Avengers, which was like way over budget and was considered to be a bomb, you know. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, which was critically reviewed well, but I don't think it sold very well. So you got those two games as well um, that they were just looking to get rid of, you know. Because reading about this, I mean, $300 million seems like a a lot of money for video games but um i you know finding out that these three studios and the ips like that's not you know it was a pretty good value that um embracer yeah. group got so um you got anything to add did you see the reasoning that uh square enix gave for selling off the studios and properties no uh, they're going to invest more in the blockchain and I did NFTs see that. and things like that. Stupid, dude. Speaking of NFTs, there's, you see there's a 92% uh, drop in uh, uh, NFTs uh, uh, no. in, the, in the, the want of them. Like, I guess, like, people that were selling NFTs, they bought them for, like, $2.3 million, selling them for $14,000, dude. Yeah. Nobody wants NFTs anymore. Yeah, tricky business. Uh, it's like one of those things where I've just sort of purposely ignored it. I think if you got in early, you could probably make some money, but yeah, that's maybe. the case over and over again with these kinds of things. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are just kind of stuck with these stupid pictures of monkeys now. It's like, I don't know. Like, dude, really? And it's not even like something you could display. It's just like, a, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But um, getting back to this, let's talk quick about Embracer Group. So they're a Swedish holding company, and um, they, they don't produce 
anything themselves. They just buy up everything. So they've just they they uh, own ten companies: THQ Nordic, Coke Media, Coffee Stain, Amplifier Game Invest, Saber Interactive, Deca Games, Gearbox Entertainment, Easy Brain, Asmodee, and Dark Horse. Um, so all different stuff. You know, you got comic books, video games. Uh, TV shows, movies, like, so they're, they got their hands in everything. And like, after I did a little bit more research, I was like, oh, dude, I know of Embracer. I didn't know them as Embracer, but I remember watching them when, like you said, when THQ Nordic was buying up all these like old dead IPs. And I was like, this is really exciting. Like they, um, they bought Darksiders, Red Faction, Destroy All Humans. I remember when they bought those for, um, from THQ for 4.9 million. And I was like, this company, they're on to something. I don't know where they're yeah. getting all their money at the time, but um and then so then they later bought Black Forest Games for a million. They bought um Biomutant. Remember that game? Mm. Did you play any of that? They bought that uh developer Experiment 101 for 9 million. I think that might have been a a bust. <laughs> That game didn't really take off like they had hoped it would. Um, and then, yeah, they bought Coke Media for $150 million. Um, and then by doing that, they, they became owner of uh, Dan Buster Studios, who does Dead Island and Homefront. Um, and then Volition, who does Saints Row and Red Faction. So all these, you know, they're, they're just kind of scooping up all these companies that are making these games, games that we're, we're familiar with games that we've heard are all now under this, this thing. They bought, um, IPs, time splitters, kingdoms of Amalur. We saw the re-release of kingdoms of Amalur. I'm very hopeful for a time splitters game. That would be dope. Yeah. And then, so I believe they're supposed to the operate kind of independently from the parent company. Yes. Yeah, Is that right? exactly. Retain yeah. Some independence. Cause yeah, they just bought, you know, gearbox studios, um, for, and yeah, and everybody's just kind of making their own games. Warhorse Studios, uh, they're the developer of Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, yeah, the uh, Milestone, the developer, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed and MotoGP. So, dude, these are all games that like we've talked about recently and stuff. And now yeah. you know you don't know that they're all this one parent company that's that's churning out this stuff. Saber Interactive, um, did the ports for The Witcher Three for the Switch. Um, and, uh, they got evil dead, the game coming out. So yeah, pretty crazy. The more I read, I was like, dude, Brazer group is killing it in the video game industry. So, oh yeah, very cool. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll do some good things with the IP from, from those studios that they just purchased. So what are you hoping for out of all, out of the games, the big IP that they bought? Is there any one that you were a fan of? Are you hoping for a game? Um, not so much games. I want another Tomb Raider movie. I don't feel like we did it justice. Gotcha. Should Angelina Jolie reprise the role? Get rid of that um, um, that other broad. I was gonna say, take the PlayStation One graphics and put them into oh, the movie. I like it. Yeah. Do like a Lego movie style thing. The Laura Croft I fell in love with as a child. Yeah, exactly. You want only twelve polygons on the entire screen. Oh yeah. And eight of them are breasts. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Activision Blizzard having another lawsuit. This is our this is our weekly um, segment called Activision Blizzard gets sued. Uh, this one is by um, so it's a weird one. So they're now being sued by 
the New York City Employee Retirement and Pension Funds. Now, these are, um, you know, these funds, they have investors, people invest their, their, you know, like bus drivers or cops will invest their pensions into companies in, in the public market. And that's what this situation was. But this um, group is suing because they believe that Activision Blizzard's board and specifically CEO Bobby Kotick cost the company value underselling the game publisher to Microsoft as a means of benefiting itself and escaping potential liability. So they're suing for potential earnings that they could have gotten, you know, had there not been this, um, you know, sale and scandal and all this stuff. So it's a weird lawsuit suing that, you know, for potential earnings um, in this. I, I don't know. What's your what do you yeah. think about this? I mean, it, it's interesting. I don't know enough about that to know if there's a lot of precedent for this. I assume there it would be. Um, yeah, all, all the headlines say New York City is suing Activision, but yeah, we got to make that distinction that this is like the basically public workers' uh, retirement pensions that is uh, making that call. Also, I've heard uh, along the side we haven't talked about it on the show. But I've heard some accusations of insider trading having gone on with some of Bobby Kotick's friends that mm-hmm. maybe they had invested a lot of money right before this merger. People are starting to question that. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, every we, I think we did talk about that briefly a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, there's so much that seems to be going wrong with this that it would be, I don't know, it would be impressive if it actually does end up going through after after an investigation. But um, the suit reads. Um, Real quick, it says, uh, because of his compromised position, the suit claims Kodak negotiated an unfavorable deal for shareholders, which the suit says was designed as an escape plan for himself and the company's directors. The speed with which Kodak moved to not just set an offer ceiling, but to execute an agreement was to be expected. Not only did the merger offer Kodak and his fellow directors a means to escape liability for their egregious breaches of fiduciary duty, but it also offered Kodak the chance to realize substantial non-rateable benefits so um yeah yeah i um activision blizzard did respond they said we disagree with the allegations made in this complaint and look forward to presenting our arguments to the court so you know dude activision blizzard lawyers are eating good (laughs) they're they're busy they're working for it man dude it is crazy so yeah, we'll see how this one pans out again. Like, it seems strange that it's like they're suing for the potential that there could have been more money. But, you know, who knows, dude? There was a huge scandal revolving. Like, could there have been more money? Was this the time to sell? I don't know. That's for the courts to decide. Find <laughs> out more on Judge Judy. Um, have, you, have you been watching any of this Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, uh, court case? Catching bits and pieces here and there, but yeah. trying to avoid that as yeah. best as possible. I see. I keep seeing it on like social medias, and uh, uh, it looks like a shit show. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Chinese tech giant NetEase. So um, they opened their first U.S. studio called Jackalope Games. Now, I was not familiar with NetEase prior to this as well. Were you? No. No, so I guess they're basically like Tencent, just smaller. 
Yeah, so their their ages are well. China's second highest, just under ten cent. Yeah, <coughs> losing my voice over here. Sorry about oh, that. Boy. Just under ten cent. Nine cent. They should be called nine, nine cent. cent. Um, Fifty cent must be way up there, dude. He is. He's crushing it. Uh, um, so yeah, so this will be NetEase's first studio based in America. It'll be focused on online multiplayer games for PC and console. It will operate independently uh, with creative autonomy. And the first project will be fully funded by NetEase. So they're based in Austin, Texas, and um, it's going to be led by Jack Emmert. He's a, an experienced MMO developer behind uh, City of Heroes, Star Trek Online, DCU Online, um, and Neverwinter. So he's definitely got his his niche. He's you know he's he's cornered that market as far as those online uh, MMORPGs and stuff. Um, but yeah, so he says that NetEase Games is the best possible place for me and my team to thrive. We share the same passion to create engaging online universes for gamers worldwide. NetEase Games is providing the support and resources needed to build a great game studio and great games. So, yeah, um, and it sounds like NetEase works with a lot of large IPs in China as it is. Um, and it sounds like Jack Emmert has a lot of uh, cred with that. So it sounds like moving forward, this won't be the last we're talking about uh, either NetEase or Jackalope Games. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what they have in store. Um, you know, NetEase. I don't like saying NetEase, though. <laughs> NetEase. It sounds weird. NetEase. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, keep it uh, keep it here for weekly NetEase updates. Next up, Summer Game Fest is coming back bigger than ever, literally, because Summer Game Fest, uh, it's very interesting. So uh, Jeff Keighley announced via Twitter that this year's Summer Games Fest and the Game Awards are both going to be aired in certain IMAX theaters throughout U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom. Super cool. Dude, I would love to watch... um, the Game Awards in a in a IMAX theater that would oh, yeah. be amazing. That's um, like a sense of community we don't usually get if you don't live in like a huge city. Absolutely, yeah. You'd be there, like you know, getting those new trailers, giant. Everybody's yelling, mm-hmm. throwing tomatoes at the screen. Um, but before the Game Awards, this Summer Games Fest is starting. That it's it's coming June 9th. and uh, you don't have to go to an IMAX theater to watch. It's going to be available. Pretty much anywhere, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, every video game website's going to have it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, hosted by Jeff Keighley again and feature world premiere game reveals, trailers, updates from developers, platforms, celebrity guest appearances, live musical performances. So um, a lot of cool stuff. I'm sure we're going to have a huge segment devoted to the announcements that that come out of the uh the summer games fest it's like last year they had the world gameplay debut of elden ring and the announcement of death Stranding director's cut um and then there's the day of the devs which is the a smaller event more based on focused on indie games um and that's going to be the same day after the thing and last year that they showed um axiom verge 2 death's door last stop so, some quality stuff getting announced at this Summer Games Fest. So, you know, just because E3 is dead doesn't mean we're not getting some cool announcements. Yeah. And I checked out their website earlier. They seem to be in line somehow 
with the Xbox and Bethesda um, announcements that's going to come like three days later on the 12th. Yeah. Uh, and then also there's like a Tribeca. I've heard of the Tribeca Film Festival. I might be getting the wrong film festival. One of those has like a game version of it. And that's also on their website as an upcoming event. So it sounds like nice little June for us as far as game announcements and yeah. awards. Dude, I, yeah, I, I mean, like we talked about it before. I was bummed about the cancellation of E3. I was like the you know the news coming out of that. But um, yeah, this is exciting. That it's not it's not entirely dead. We'll still get some fun news. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be uh, you know we're gonna have to do like a couple episodes. We're gonna be hard at work bringing this news to the people. Oh yeah. All right, next up, we've got a few more deets on the new All Elite Wrestling video game. Now, for for you wrestling people out there, I know you're excited. I am personally excited. I'm a very big uh, AEW fan. Um, So I was excited. I watched this when it was announced. Basically, so they had an AEW Games live stream, and they were showing off some new characters. So couple things we got. We got the name of the game. It's going to be AEW Fight Forever. It's going to be the name of the game. And they introduced two new characters. Not new. They're wrestlers. But, you know, the video game versions of them. So we got to see Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. And they announced that it was coming to PC, which was um, not announced prior to this. It was just console. And now um, PC players rejoice. Unfortunately... Did, did you look at any of this video? Um, a little bit. It doesn't look like it's near ready. So they're say, they're still saying 2022, but I'm not buying it. Yeah. I've seen a few headlines that say there might be some behind-the-scenes drama going on. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe they can work it out. Maybe not. I really um, – okay, so, dude, I've been a huge uh, AEW fan, like – it's the one thing I, I, I watch it live regularly. It's the only live television I watch. Um, and I've been salivating for this new game because they're, they're trying to take it back to more of an arcade style. Um, they're, they're going, they're back at Ukes and, um, this has been a problem. It seems so one of the, the guys in charge, this guy, Kenny Omega, he's also a wrestler. Um, supposedly there's some, been some, you know, uh, he hasn't been playing well with the people over at Ukes because they've been, you know, he's been wanting stuff that they either can't offer or they're taking advantage of the situation. Now, granted, what I've heard is that they're already super over budget on this game. And then um, now like this is happening. So they already announced that the roster is only going to have 50 wrestlers on it, which there's probably over a hundred that are actually in the um, company. So people are already butthurt about that. And like, I don't know, man. It's not looking good. So I'm just going to leave it at that right now. But um, hopefully they could turn it around and, and make a good game that's fun. I just don't want them to rush it. I feel like because they're already over budget, they keep saying 2022, they're going to rush it and we're going to have another garbage wrestling game. And I can't I can't stomach it. Now, has AEW come out with previous games? This is the first. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, need to come out strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's like a mobile game. But that's it. Ah. Um, yeah, this uh, um, this is gonna be this is, this is big. They got like you said, they got to come out strong. If they miss, dude, I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna it's gonna be very. It's gonna be a sad day for me. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. All right. Next up, 
the one. So, so this is like this next one is your version of the AEW wrestling game. Yeah. Warped Kart Racers. Twenty years too late, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, really? Mm. So this is a Apple Arcade game with your favorite King of the Hill, Family Guy, American Dad, and then a new game so, or a new show, Solar Opposites. Um, yeah. All animated shows from Fox, and they are um, now you can race uh, go karts with them. Who yeah. are you going to play as first? Hank Hill, definitely. Really, you're going right for well, the propane and propane accessories. Yeah, let let me start uh, where I usually go, which is negative. Um, accessing this game. Yep. For now, it's only on Apple Arcade, and that's the biggest problem. I'm not going to pay a subscription to play it. But I was uh, reading a few comments, and people say that this wouldn't be the first one to go from a timed exclusive on Apple Arcade to eventually come out on consoles and PC. Right. And if that's the case, you know, I, I can see buying this game if it's, if it's the right price. But it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. You know, it's not going to be more than $10 if it does come out, you know. Um, but also, that Apple Arcade, there's tons of free trials. So if you wanted to try it, like I've seen like 30-day free trials. When I first, so when I bought my new phone, I think I got six months of Apple Arcade. Wow. Didn't play a single game on there. No, that's Not a lie. I did. I played towards the end of my trial. I had gotten that um, that uh, uh, controller thing. So I did try some of the Apple Arcade games. Nothing really stuck. Um, but I would definitely play this one. I would give it a shot. I'd be out there as um, the mom from Family Guy. What's her name? Lois. Lois. I always had a thing for Lois. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is that yeah? Is it the let's see, New England uh, redheaded mom sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, that must be it. You know, <laughs> us gingers got to stick together. Um, but yeah, so this game there's gonna be 16 maps, all those characters, tons of customization such as different outfits for each character, wheel types, glider types, and more. Uh, you can play with up to eight friends in online multiplayer. No release date yet, but um. It does say in the trailer that it's coming this month, so you know we'll be talking about it soon. I'm uh, just for the fun of it. I might, I might subscribe to Apple Arcade yeah. just so that I could, you know, maybe Brian the dog from Family Guy cruising around. Oh yeah. Or if they got that um, the pedophile from Family Guy, that guy, he's pretty cool. Which one? The pedophile guy from Family Guy. <laughs> Sorry, I made you repeat that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's, I, uh, maybe you say pedophile twice. Damn it, now three times on this show. All right, we got to move on. We got uh, to move this along. All right, and lastly, director Neil Blomkamp, the director of District 9, among other not-as-cool things, um, has created a new game, a game called Off the grid it's a cyberpunk style third person battle royale um and there was a little teaser trailer did you watch this little teaser trailer yeah no gameplay but i got excited the guy's got like a blade that shoots out of his wrist that's all i need yeah and like giant yeah i mean giant i'm excited creatures. about it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is a um uh, it's supposed to be a next generation battle royale with a strong focus on narrative progression. Um, it pits 150 players against each other, 
but PVE story missions will also take place on the map in real time. Uh, it's kind of like Destiny, how they would that would happen, uh, with player actions affecting how the story and therefore other people's gameplay unfolds. Um, crafting and customization will also be a key component with players encouraged to trade items with one another. Um, Blomkamp said, With Off the Grid, our ambition is not only to create the Battle Royale 2.0 by adding deep player progression, but to build an evolving world designed to take on a life of its own, changing in unexpected ways each time a player rejoins the game. With an innovative approach to the Battle Royale core session flow and a deep narrative experience, we add purpose to each element of the game, allowing players to revisit the OTG world repeatedly where there is always something new to find and explore and for us to expand upon. Sounds awesome. It sounds mm-hmm. like a lot, though. You know, yeah. We've heard these um, statements or similar ones before, like, I'm making something all new, baby. It's going to be the best. Yeah, but now District Nine must have some sort of cult following because I remember when it came out and it didn't seem like anything special. I didn't really hear a lot of people talking about it, but still, this is like somebody's go-to claim to fame. But I also did hear that somebody involved with uh, Altered Carbon, the Netflix show, has uh, their hands in this, which sounds good. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering though, like. Cyberpunk 2077, even though it became like a famous flop uh, because of the way it came out, it seems like people are down for that style of yeah. thing. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing cyberpunk music getting popular on YouTube um, and everything. And if, I think that some success of this game may come from Cyberpunk 2077 popularizing the genre. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, I mean, cyberpunk... Um, has been a, a popular genre for a while, but not nearly as popular as it was prior to, you know, the, the releases of, or after Cyberpunk 2077 came out. So, yeah, definitely. And luckily, like, that didn't harm the popularity of the genre. But, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool thing, man. It's like, you know, it's cyber. It's punk. What more could you ask for? <laughs> um, but getting back to district nine, it's a fantastic movie and I recommend you watch it again. If you, uh, have to rewatch it. Um, because then he was like, dude, he was the golden boy. They gave Elysium. I think came after not very good. Chappy. Great. I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Anything um, with Diane word. I'm cool. Exactly. I know you were a, uh, a Zef, a Zef boy. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. That's it for our news for this week. It was a lot. Did we miss anything? You got anything to add? No. All right, good. Because I don't want to hear it. Let's talk about a brand new content creator of the week. Piston underscore Honda 92. Now, do you think his name is fight? Like, isn't there? So there's E Honda. Isn't there a, a fighting guy named Piston or no? Oh, I don't know. I, I was thinking know. that this was like, like the a car reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. It's got like a '92 Honda Honda Civic. It needs a new piston. Yeah. It's like I'm just gonna make know. that my name. Doesn't it sound like? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, this guy is our new content creator of the week. He is very fun. I please go watch some of his videos. I guarantee you will enjoy yourself. So what he does, he's got a couple different things. He does first of all. One thing, one of the things that drew me in, Tales from the Crits. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons game uh, that he plays 
with his friends and uploads some of the these funnier scenes. And he'll include like, you know, he puts the whole um, dialogue in there, the funny parts, and adds like these edits. And dude, I was I was laughing out loud. I was LOLing, as the kids say. Um, but in addition to that, he does. Um, he, he's been playing games with like his girlfriend and friends. Where like you know you see them all and they're playing horror games or yeah. playing Dark Souls. Um, those are a lot of fun to see like the reactions and the gameplay at the same time. And then like another one that was super funny, hardcore parkour, um, was him uh, playing uh, Borderlands. I think it was Borderlands. And then having like you know that parkour scene from The Office, like that. He just included that audio. You know which part I'm talking about where they were like, they were uh, yeah, parkour. yeah, parkour, yeah, parkour. So dude, I was yeah, I have so much fun watching um, Piston underscore Hondas videos that uh you know i definitely recommend him yeah that that friend aspect is what does it for me i mean you don't really get that on i don't know of anybody else doing that on uh fruit lab or youtube or anywhere really that you're you're featuring your core group of friends yeah getting multiple multiple people's reactions and it's like you're not just hearing one person talk to you you're you're hanging out you're part of the crew exactly and yeah that's the fun part you feel like you're just hanging with some other friends like everybody's joking around and stuff like that it's definitely um, uh, really enjoyable because it's not like that same, you know, just Twitch vibe where you're just talking to like your Twitch audience or we're just you're just focused on playing a game. You're just focusing on having fun with your friends and we get to tag along and, and you know, and watch cool gameplay and like cool, um, you know, friend hangouts for, for those of us that don't have friends. We just get to, you know, fit in, get in where we fit in. That's what I like to say. All right. That brings us to the end of, um, I think it's a, a longer episode of Gaming News Weekly, but, you know, there was a lot to talk about, and I was really fired up. I feel like I couldn't yeah. shut up this week, but, you know, the people demand it. They ask for it. Yes. They say, we want E-Rock the Red to not shut up and just say dumb shit all day. <laughs> so I bring it. It's for the people. All right. But I'm shutting up now. Thank you so much for watching. My name is E-Rock the Red. This is Full Clip. You can find us putting out awesome content everywhere. Fruit Lab, YouTube. I'm at Pop Culture Playground on YouTube. This guy's on YouTube doing his thing. Game Facts. Uh, you can check him out on Twitch. Full Clip underscore FL. And um, yeah, anywhere you get podcasts, you can download the audio version of this show. Listen to it on the go. Listen to it while you go to sleep. We'll put we'll put sweet, sweet words in your head while you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. You got anything else? Yeah, don't let the trees kill you. Don't let the trees kill you. Watch out for M. Night Shyamalan and all the All right. Thanks so much for watching. We will see you next week.